This is Garrison Harney with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Friday, October 6, 2023. Do you have a podcast or are thinking about starting one? Does your church have a podcast feed for sermons? Then dropwave.io is for you. Cancel culture is like walking on a thin glass bridge over the Grand Canyon. Every step you take could get you killed. I mean, canceled. Since the beginning, CrossPolitik has been working on being anti-fragile, so no matter what happens, our content can still be delivered to your TV or your podcast. This year, the Waterboy and his friend Jeremy have been working on building a podcast hosting solution for rowdy platforms like CrossPolitik so that you can be confident your podcast will never fall through that glass bridge. Dropwave offers seamless onboarding for shows that have been around for years to easy-to-use solutions for starting your own podcast. Dropwave will track all of your show's downloads by city, state, and country, and it offers network and enterprise packages for solutions like the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Free to speak, free to podcast, free to start your journey now at www.dropwave.io. That's www.dropwave.io. Now, let's get to the news. A child allegedly shoots two teens at football practice over a bag of chips. An 11-year-old was arrested Monday after allegedly opening fire at Pop Warner Youth Football Practice in Apopka, Florida. Police say that while only one shot was fired, two kids ultimately were struck, one in the back and the other in the arm. The suspect is presently facing one count of attempted second-degree murder, though Apopka Police Chief Michael McKinley indicated prosecutors may pursue additional charges. WOFL-TV reported that the APD received a report of a shooting at around 8.20 p.m. near a football field at Northwest Recreation Center on Jason Dwelly Parkway, where the kids' soccer game was also taking place. In the 911 call obtained by WESH-TV, one victim's mother can be heard saying, My son got shot. Miss in his back. The first officer arrived on the scene just four minutes later, finding one victim on the ground and another victim holding his grazed elbow. The two victims, both 13 years old, were taken to Arnold Palmer Hospital and are expected to make a full recovery. Surveillance footage shows juveniles crewing at the edge of the parking lot at around 8.17 p.m., some still wearing their football jerseys. The first victim, a heavyset male with red shorts, can be seen chasing the alleged shooter towards his mother's vehicle at around 8.18 p.m., Seconds later, the suspect opens the front passenger door, reaches into the vehicle where his mother was reportedly in the driver's seat. Inside, under the passenger seat, was a purple handgun, according to the arrest report. Brandishing the weapon, the suspect appears to turn the tables and chase the heavyset victim, ultimately firing one shot into the victim's back. The same round proceeded to graze the second victim's elbow. Following the shooting, WOFL indicated the alleged shooter was brought back to his mother's vehicle. He is now being held at Juvenile Detention Center. According to the arrest report, some witnesses claimed that the victims had been bullying the alleged shooter. Others suggested the dispute was over a bag of chips, reported to Orlando Sentinel. Apopka Police Chief Michael McKinley told reporters, quote, It's unbelievable that young kids out here to play football and have a good time would get into an altercation, end quote. McKinley indicated that the APD would be pursuing second-degree misdemeanor charges against the mother for allegedly having her firearm in an unlocked box. This reported to WKMG-TV. Orange Acela State Attorney Andrew Blaine, who took over Monique Worrell after her suspension by Governor Ron DeSantis, said his office will ensure there will be a reckoning. Quote, the level of violence unacceptable right now, especially from our youth, said Bain. We're going to stand strong to deal with those cases and try to end or put on 
on a big slowdown to what's going on in the streets right now, end quote. Apopka Pop Warner canceled its Wednesday practice, noting in a statement, one of our players was involved in a shooting incident that resulted in an injury to two players. We are deeply saddened by this event, and our thoughts and prayers are with the families affected, end quote. And now we go overseas. The UK announces New Zealand-style plan to ban smoking altogether. The United Kingdom is to phase out smoking altogether, the government says, by banning young people from buying cigarettes at all with a minimum age to buy rising from 18 every year until there isn't one left alive old enough to enjoy the habit. Conservative Prime Minister Rishi Sunak announced his intention to steer the UK towards becoming tobacco-free by increasing the minimum age to buy products every year from here on, so the teenagers of today will never be old enough to legally take the habit up. Sunak acknowledged restricting personal freedoms was not always an easy choice for an instinctive conservative, but underlining the way government decisions are driven by socialized health care, said it was important because smokers cost taxpayers through needing more hospital care. This is about preventative care to keep people out of hospitals, the prime minister said and told his governing party's annual conference that, quote, I propose that in the future we raise the smoking age by one year every year. That means a 14 year old today will never legally be sold a cigarette and that they and their generation can grow up smoke free, end quote. This would work, Sunak said, because the UK's previous experience with increasing the smoking age from 16 to 18 saw a drop in the number of people starting smoking. The prime minister said that he would also look at cracking down on vapes, the electronic tobacco alternative. A report explaining the system as already implemented in New Zealand, which is becoming known for its draconian health interventions, stated in 2022, the law states that tobacco can't ever be sold to anybody born after January 1st, 2009, and from now on, the minimum age for buying cigarettes will keep going up and up. In theory, somebody trying to buy a pack of cigarettes 50 years from now would need ID to show that they were at least 63 years old, but health authorities hope smoking will fade away well before then. They have stated a goal of making New Zealand smoke-free by 2025. New Zealand also took other measures in its law shakeup, including making getting hold of cigarettes more difficult for those who could legally use them. They are no longer sold in regular stores but can only be bought at specialist tobacconists, cutting the number of locations where smokes are sold nationwide from thousands of locations to mere hundreds. Moving on, Biden pick to lead FAA promises hard push to end work-from-home policies. President Joe Biden's nominee to lead the Federal Aviation Administration would prioritize ending pandemic telework policies for federal employees and bring the out-of-date agency into the 21st century. Former FAA Deputy Administrator Michael Whitaker told Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee members during his confirmation hearing on Wednesday that if approved, he would focus heavily on matters with agency employees. Quote, I do believe that it's important to be in person for collaboration and working together, said Whitaker a pilot and former aviation industry executive. This has been a challenging issue for all organizations, private or public, and I think what needs to happen is that understanding the situation that we're in and the limitations that might be there, issuing a very clear guidance, what the expectations are to get people in the office, end quote. In July, the FAA announced that employees would have to return to the office no fewer than three days per week starting on October 9th. The union pushed back against a 100% return to office, complicating the agency's attempt to reinstate the policy. Senator Ted Cruz egged Whitaker on over the work-from-home policies and claimed the federal government was the only employer that had not returned to pre-pandemic policies. 
Quote, when I talk to businesses in the private sector, virtually all of them, employees are going back to work and they're physically present. And yet, throughout the Biden administration, we have a pattern in just about every agency where large portions of the workforce have apparently decided going into the office is optional, Cruz said. That seriously limits the effectiveness of an agency and particularly an agency whose mission is protecting people's lives and airspace, end quote. When asked by Cruz if he would commit to working diligently to bring employees back into the office, Whitaker agreed. Whitaker was second in command at the FAA from 2012 to 2015. The agency has had a gap in leadership over the past 18 months. Returning to the FAA at this point, Whitaker said it would warrant three actions he would take in his five-year term as administrator. First, I will work not just to maintain the safety record we have collectively achieved, but build upon it. The two Boeing Max crashes remind us that we must be ever vigilant, Whitaker said. The agency ought to ensure gaps in the FAA certification process are closed so that undisclosed changes manufacturers make to aircraft can still be caught before being put into use. Second, the FAA should be more agile and creative and willing to adapt quickly and plan for the future rather than focus on the present. The FAA has had but one academy that takes years to complete, and it can only accommodate 1,800 air traffic controllers at a time. Whitaker's final point was that the government should make the FAA a place where people interested in aviation careers, particularly air traffic controllers, want to work. He was tasked with hiring 6,000 air traffic controllers during his previous stint at the FAA, but came up far short. Now, moving on, we go to the Republican side. Even the RNC's own members are admitting Trumpless debates may be a waste of time. Members of the Republican National Committee are frustrated with the current direction of the GOP primary debates, admitting that without President Donald Trump, the events may not be worth it, according to Politico. The frontrunner for the Republican nomination, Trump has skipped the first two presidential debates, a decision that has drawn criticism from rival candidates. After the first two debates were widely planned from some within the RNC, they think that they need the president on stage to make forums worth it. Quote, I think the only way to salvage this is if you get the front runner there. That was Tyler Bauer, a national committeeman from Arizona who told that to Politico. Plan a debate where you get the front runner to agree to it. End quote. The first GOP debate was sponsored by the conservative youth organization Young America's Foundation, or YAF. It was aired exclusively on Fox News, Fox Business, and Rumble. The debate was moderated by Fox News' Brett Beyer and Martha McCallum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The second debate was aired by the exact same networks, in addition to Spanish-language network Univision. The moderators included Univision anchor Leah Calderon, Fox Business host Stuart Varney, and Fox News host Dana Perino. That debate fell flat, and many prominent conservative media figures criticizing the moderators for asking poor questions, while candidates bickered and talked over one another. The RNC previously promised in 2022 to use debates to raise conservative media up and incorporate other outlets. But after the first two debates, conservative media companies outside of the mainstream media told the Daily Caller that they are feeling snubbed by the committee. Quote, you can't put your head in the sand and pretend these debates are going to result in someone other than Donald Trump getting the nomination. That was Patty Lyman, the RNC's National Committee woman from Virginia, who told Politico, adding that the debates were embarrassing and reflected very poorly on our party, end quote. Despite some members pushing for Trump to take the debate stage, top officials are reportedly not attempting to get the frontrunner on the debate stage, a person with knowledge of the committee's operations told Politico. That reportedly includes RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel and chairman of the RNC's Temporary Committee on Presidential Debates, David Bossie. 
Trump himself doesn't think the debate should go on. The president told Daily Caller that the RNC has to stop the debates because they are bad for the Republican Party. Trump and his advisors have additionally urged the RNC to refocus its manpower and money on election integrity efforts rather than the debates. This, again, was according to Politico. And that is your news for today. This has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a pub membership, a magazine subscription, or tickets to the Ark Encounter, that's next week, by the way, head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about the Ark Encounter next week, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross-Politic, email me at Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For cross-politic news, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend, and Lord bless.